Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Thank you. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Hello? Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. Hi, I'm your host and cruise director, Madam Perry, and I want to thank you for listening. I want to say also that we have had such... Um, We've had so much fun here, and I want to thank everyone who listens as well as my guests for uh, for following, for sharing with your friends. Our, our downloads have spiked uh, incredibly. Uh, just to go over a couple things we've had lately and have coming up, tomorrow night we have David Fishoff. If you know him, he's a legendary sports and entertainment agent, plus um, he's written a couple of books. He's authored, let's see, yeah, two books. Uh, he's created several seasons of shows for VH1, and he's also the creator of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, yeah, and that is a fantastic thing, uh, and so he's going to be talking about, let's see, one thing he wants to tell us about is that coming in September is the next edition with Judas Priest, so it's the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp with Judas Priest, and so David Fishoff, also next Tuesday, we have bass player Julie Slick, and uh, I met her and saw her in April uh, when she was playing with the Adrian Ballou Power Trio in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, Julie's a monster, and of course, I mean, her dad's Earl Slick, but I mean, this girl's got her chops all her own, so she's just a, a master uh, bass player, so Julie will be here on Tuesday, and then sometime in the next few weeks, we're also going to have Prairie Prince and Greg Hawks, but tonight, I am so psyched to tell you who tonight's guest is. You know, if you've probably seen it up on Twitter, I put it on Twitter and Google Plus and LinkedIn and everywhere. But tonight's guest is an American singer-songwriter. He's created songs for artists like Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson, Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, and his late wife, the Grammy Award-winning singer Donna Summer. He's the founder of the indie record label Purple Heart Recording Company, and he has a brand new CD out. 21st century world, and it, I am talking about none other than Bruce Sudano. Bruce, welcome to Madam Perry Salon. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing great, and I am so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for coming here. Get comfortable. Get yourself a nice cushion. I know it's like a like a genie's bottle in here, so just find a nice big fluffy cushion and get comfy so we can talk right. with you. All right, that's the way we like it. Yeah. <laughs> God, the new CD is 21st Century World, and I have played it and played it and played it, played it in my husband's car on a road trip, had to go out and get it out of his car again. Um, hmm. 
but I'm crazy about it. But of course, this has a definite, uh, definite theme all the way through it. And and, and you're describing the uh, 20th century world we live in so well. Uh, yeah. So I don't have any talking points for you, so let's just go with whatever you want to talk about. Do you want to go straight into this CD? Because I I've got I've got a couple of songs to play and. Uh well sure uh, um so so as you said this record uh you know as a songwriter you know you typically uh you know write about the things that uh, you you're thinking and feeling and and living through you know and and uh, so you know in this in this uh, time frame uh, I, I guess the most overriding uh, um. Uh, emotion and conscious, uh, subconscious and conscious uh, thoughts that I was having was related to, uh, you know, the, the, our contemporary culture. I mean, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a topic that I uh, always write about. I mean, uh, uh, two records ago, um, it was, it was, the record was called With Angels on a Carousel, and those were all songs that I wrote during the whole time frame that my wife was sick and, uh, and that whole experience and, and, uh, you know, my last CD was called the Burbank sessions and, and those songs kind of dealt with, uh, you know, the aftermath of coming out of, uh, somebody that was, you know, married for, you know, 30 plus years and finds himself back out in the world and, and, uh, as a single man and, you know, you know, can I love again? Do I love again? How do I do, you know, those kind of things. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, but this latest record was really um, driven by uh, our contemporary culture, and uh, and it took me, you know, through different aspects of that to, you know, of uh, uh, things about, you know, uh, your world now, where I'm imploring the younger generation to step up and take responsibility, and and, and uh, you know, embrace the things that are worth embracing, and changing the things that need to be changed, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the first song on the record. And then the last song on the record is called Coney Island Days, which is kind of like a, a reminiscence it's from the point of view of a guy who's at, at towards the end of his life and he's reassessing, you know, and, and uh, in between, uh, I'm talking about everything from self-serving governments and, uh, you know, the, the need for uh, common sense in, in uh, our, our world today, you know, how you know, the issues of how people are being driven, you know, hard left and hard, hard right. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's this big division, you know, and, you know, my philosophy is that, you know, there's much, we have much more in common than the things that divide us. So, you know, let's, you know, use some common sense to sit down at the table here and maybe everybody has to compromise a little bit, but let's move the ball forward and uh, let's not, you know, let's stop the demonization. You know, so yeah. and uh, and th- then you know, there's a song called "When Cinderella Died," and uh, that song, you know, here uh, as I said, I was somebody that was married for 30 plus years, and here I am out in the world again, and I'm running into all these women that are single mothers and uh, are having mm-hmm. to rediscover themselves and and, and uh, you know figure out who they are because they're you know they're Cinderella dream fell apart and here they are carrying, you know, the burden of raising the kids on their own and, 
dealing, coming to terms with, you know, how do I carry on with my life? And, and, uh, so, uh, you know, so there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of, uh, uh cultural mm. concepts that are covered in a very musical and entertaining way. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, you can't put it any better than that, Ruth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm commenting on the culture and the things people are going through and the divisions, but it's entertaining too. So, and it really yes. is. I've got to say, yeah. uh, I, I use all of that is so beautiful. And if you want to talk about contemporary culture and things going on now, I want you to know first of all, you're in a very safe place in Madame Perry Salon. Um, okay. You know, to, to, to speak freely. Just, <laughs> these days yeah. it's hard to tell sometimes, so I just want to make sure you know. Right. Uh, gotcha. It's it, – and it matters, and I'm finding more – and, and you're right. You're right. If we stop and think about it, we, have, we do have far more things that, that connect us and far more things in yes. common about ourselves yes. and the things that we want for our family. I think people on both sides of, of yes. politics right now – Deep down, they want the same things yes, for yes. their families okay. and for their lives. You know. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and but, uh, you know, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, we're being undermined um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and we're being, you know, driven to those extremes. And, you know, and a lot of these news networks are, you know, playing, to, you know, are fueling that fire because it, you know, it has to do with advertising and viewership and, and, and mm-hmm. all that. And, uh, you know, it's like with everything else, if you can create a drama and uh, hype everything up and get everybody riled up, then everybody's watching and tuning in. And uh, But, you know, uh, the, the truth is, is that, you know, uh, we're not, you know, in general, we're not as divided uh, as it would seem and, and um uh, we, you know, what the things that we want, we all want. And that's a universal thing, you know, that, that's, you know, I, I travel around the world and I, I've, you know, been all kinds of places and met all kinds of people. And, you know, as, a, as, as the human race, we are all the same and, and, uh, we want, you know, the same things and we want to enjoy our lives and want to, we want our children to be happy and, you know, and, and, uh, but, um, you know, it's it's. I, I'm oversimplifying because obviously it's very complicated. But uh, at the mm-hmm. core of it, you know, we're, we're all human, and uh, we should remember that. So. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very well, very well said. Uh, mm. Do do your does your audience, you know, the people that have been following for years, does your audience expect you to comment on on? contemporary culture because I see a lot of artists lately that are having people say you know we don't want to hear this or that we don't want to hear this song you've just shut up and sing and and Roger Waters said hey if they've been following me all these years they ought to know what I'm thinking and what I'm going to sing about and then in Todd Rundgren I don't know if you know about Todd Rundgren's current the tour he just did the White Knight tour he did his whole uh, first section you know the songs yeah he's got Mm -hmm. it it all themed out like a play and piece, yeah. you know people sort of broke out in fights at a couple of places so uh i, I mean i saw yeah. the show but i'm such a Todd yeah. fan and yeah. uh yeah. I, I thought he did a great Me job as well yes yeah well you know i oh, mean okay. 
it's uh, it, it's a very fine line to walk, you know, because uh, you know it, it's you know it's very easy to stir the pot. So um, you know, if you ask me the question, does my audience expect me to or not? You know, I don't know. Uh, um, do I care? Yes and no. You know, my, my concern really is to, um, uh, you know, express myself. And I can only express, you know, myself uh, through wh- whatever it is that I'm thinking and feeling. And, um, you, know, uh, it, it, you know, in some ways it's Bruce's truth. But, but um, mm-hmm. uh, if you, you know, that's, that's what, and, and I think, so if, you know, my audience, that's what they, you know, expect. They know they're going to get Bruce's truth. And, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not on a soapbox, soap you know, I'm, I'm merely creating a dialogue and, and uh, um, I want people to talk and I want people to think. I don't, I don't want them breaking out in fights at my show. You know, so uh, I, I think I, I'm not, you know, well, Todd didn't either. He says, hey, calm down. It's just, <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, I mean, no, it's, it's easy to fuel. It's, it's easy to fuel a fire, you know, and, and uh, so, so, um, you know, I, I mean, I haven't had any fights, you know, break out yet. That doesn't mean that's not going to happen. So uh, hopefully <laughs> it won't. <laughs> but, 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 uh, um, <laughs> You know, so uh, and then and then your manager, who is my friend, will also be able to use that for publicity, right? Just kind of going with the theme of the world. But you, you know, well, um, you know, I mean, but you it, do it's, speak. It's, it's, go ahead, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, but you do speak from the point of view of a you know a citizen, a person who's lived and seen a lot of different things in your life. Also, you know, a husband, a father. Uh, grandfather yep. and how you care about your uh, yep. your children and what world your grandchildren will inherit. And I once had Amen. an acting teacher tell me that artists are, you know, actors, uh, uh, songwriters, performers, artists are often the priest of our culture. Yes. And I think, I think that's, share and explain uh, that, things that's, to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, part, part of I mean, that's what an artist does is responds to uh, what goes on around them and, and uh, um, you know, and see, can see things uh, in and around because, uh, you know, you, you're listening and you're, and you're watching and it's your job to listen and watch and, and uh, you know, to express, you know, express through your art, you know. Uh, but again, you know, it's like I, I don't take any... Uh, hardline positions it's it's you know it's like uh uh you know it's it's i'm not writing an anti-trump song i'm not i'm not you know i'm not uh hardlining it I, i'm more saying let's have dialogue because uh nobody no one is all right and nobody's all wrong so let you know mm-hmm. if, if you can talk about things um you know uh we can gain if you, if if we can't talk, we all lose, and, and uh, you know, and that's basically what goes on in Congress. You know, when when uh, you have, uh, you know, when you have, uh, you know, all the Republicans, you know, uh, boycotting anything Obama would do, and 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 uh, you know, basically trying to 
paralyze any kind of agenda and, and not, you know, and conversely now, you know, you know, that's what, you know, Democrats are doing to Trump and, and uh, whether, whether, he, whether, you know, that's probably a good thing. I mean, uh, in my, you know, but, but at the same time in the bigger concept, it's not, their job is to get together and, and talk about things and figure things out because uh, it, it's not about stonewalling. Their job, we're, their, their mm-hmm. job is to get together with the other side and come up with solutions. That's their role. So mm-hmm. uh, when they're putting the politics uh, in front of that, they are, in my opinion, off or out of bounds. You know, that, that's, that, mm-hmm. that's uh, you know, so... Uh, Anyway, that, that's Bruce's soapbox, soapbox for right now. <laughs> well, listen, we've got so many more things. So, hey, and I appreciate it. And, um, we've got so many more things to talk to you about tonight. And I want to say, if you're listening live tonight, you can call in and talk with Bruce Sedano. Just call 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922. And it's a toll-free number in the continental U.S. You can talk to Bruce Sedano here. And, Bruce, I want to go ahead and and play something from uh, your new CD, 21st Century World. Um, And I want to play It Ain't Cool. Okay. Is that cool? That's cool. Okay. It Ain't Cool. 21st Century. Politicians serving the wrong master Greed is gonna bring capitalism down Brought to the brink of the ever after By imposters to the throne who ain't got no crown It's a selfish society Where the almighty dollar buys the rules that ain't the way that it works in And it ain't cool. It just ain't cool. Too many living in a tent city. They got no job and they got no home. On the other side of town, the grass is green and pretty. They're drowning in the water of the overflow. Well, it's a culture built on all about me Where they just don't care too much about you That ain't the way that it's meant to be And it ain't cool It just ain't cool Really doesn't matter how you slice it up Too many people ain't got enough Really doesn't matter what side you're on It's easy to see so much is going wrong Yeah, yeah And it ain't cool It ain't cool It just ain't cool And it ain't cool It ain't cool It just ain't cool The children are all underpaid The union makes it easy for the bad to stay Artists disappearing from the education 
Andrew Zanal. Uh, yeah, and, no, the whole uh, the whole band played on the the whole band played on the record. Uh, uh, Brian Courage and, and Andrew Z- Andrew Zanal on drums and and uh, uh, Adam Bach on keyboard. So uh, you know, and and you know, the, the thing is, is that periodically, like I'm playing uh, uh, in L.A. on August 1st at Hotel Cafe, and um, uh, the Hollis Brown Boys will come and uh, play you know, do my show with me. So they'll, they'll back me up. Uh, they'll be my band. Uh, so th- there are right. uh, many times w- when uh, Hollis Brown isn't working that, that, uh, um, you know, the, the drums, the bass and keyboards uh, are from Hollis uh, playing with me along, along with my uh, right. guitarist, uh, Randy Mitchell, Randy Ray Mitchell on guitar. Uh- <laughs> Randy Ray Mitchell, I want to give you some shout out love over the airways from Madam Perry Salon. Hey, if you want to talk to uh, Bruce Sedano, because if you're listening live, we're going to uh, just call 646 716 9922. We're going to play some more music. And uh, I've got a caller right here who uh, I believe is calling from Atlanta, but I know he's from New York. Vincent Levy Bryant. Vincent, hi, welcome. Hey, how are you doing this evening? Welcome. I'm doing this great. Is awesome. Say hello to Bruce Sedano. Of course I do. I, I always wanted to meet Bruce. I brushed across chances of meeting Bruce and never got a chance. I never met Donna. I never met Bruce. I know tons of musicians who worked with you, and it's just a pleasure, ah. Bruce. It's hey, Vincent, how are you, man? Thank uh, you. Man, well, I, I used to work for Carol's rehearsals and Bill's, Bill Sonnenberg, Bill's rehearsals. And we serviced uh-huh. all the recording studios and all the Broadway theaters. And then, yeah. I mean, just so you know, I, we could have run yeah. across each other's paths a million times. Uh, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. For as much, uh, you know, my whole, my, whole, my whole growing up was uh, in New York. So, uh, yep. you know, I have a whole history there. So, so I'm, I'm sure we, we bumped. What are you up to now? What do you, what, you have a, a, a movie or something coming out? Uh, no, I have a new record out and uh, running around playing shows and uh, like that. You have a new record coming out. Okay. I yeah. Know you have brand new CD. Where I want to check it out, where I can, you know, check it out. Now. Yeah, well, you know, it's everywhere. It's Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, okay. a- anywhere. Just... Uh, wow. This Plug awesome. my name in, and uh, you will be inundated with uh, information. <laughs> more than you yeah, need you to know this, about me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you play this, I opened up with we started off with a song from uh, from 21st Century World. I'm going to play another one before we leave. But yeah, yeah, uh, Vince, you're going to like this. Okay. I know you will. Yeah. All right. And well, so uh, so. So you guys did probably cross paths so many times. I can imagine going back and forth the street, studio, yep. studio. I'm working yeah, a day yeah. shift in a rehearsal place. He's doing a, probably coming in and rehearsing in the evening. You never know. I mean, there was That's SIR. Right. SIR, Bill was Callum's was down on West 41st near uh, near uh, the, the Holland Tunnel and everything. And um, yeah. it's the traffic between just the rehearsal halls was as much as the studios combined, you know. Oh, sure. Because everybody's sure. working on their act and their chops, you know. We rehearsed yeah. right no. next door to Ramones, and those guys were really cool. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I rehearsed those places many times over the years, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. All right, well, thanks for calling <laughs> and hanging. You're welcome, man. It's a, my pleasure. I've never got to meet you, but hey, we're on the phone chatting. We're on the yeah, phone one of these days. All right, one of these days. Come and see me. All right. Check, check, Thank you. See me playing Thank around. You. Come on up and say hi. Ciao, All man. right, I'll do that. Okay. All right, All right peace. Bye-bye. Later. Uh, hi. That was awesome. Thank you, Madam Perry. Vincent, Vincent, you, you, you love you. Um, also, you're still with us, aren't you, Vincent? You know, you mentioned yep, that you I'm never got here. to meet Donna. Okay, you never no, got to meet never. Donna. Um, Lenny Underwood knew her. Lenny Underwood was Chaka Khan's uh, keyboard player for the longest, and and um, he knew Donna. They were in a uh, Christian uh, Bibles group together, and. You know, just in passing all the different musicians, Lizette Wilson and, and uh, God, I can't name all these names now. I'm just excited to meet Bruce on the podcast. I can't get all these just jumble of names. I've been living here since 83, man, okay? And it's awesome, huh. okay? really is awesome. So, just, you know. You still sound like New York to me, though. And, yeah, the uh, New York thing has been out of here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bruce seems to be doing a good job of understanding my accent too. I, I should have offered subtitles, but anyway, um, you know, Bruce what, you have an accent? I, you, you guys were married. <laughs> I love him even more now. Um, you uh-huh. guys were married over thirty years, and that's a big deal anyway yeah. in the world, but then especially in show business too. Yeah. You know, yeah. That is that is. Okay, I gotta sign off. I just I. I just got to okay. sign off. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to meet you, Bruce. Look yeah, forward to meeting you in person. And, um, Madam Perry, I will see you soon. Thank you. All right. Yes, bye, you Vincent. will. Yes, Ciao. you will. Oh, bye, night. Vincent. Have a good rehearsal. Bye. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Welcome. Yeah, He's so, so much so, fun. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Nice guy. We, you know, so, uh, yes, we were married for a long time, and, uh, um. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I mean, it's got to be a mm. thing where I mean, I've been married that that long, and my husband is. Well, of course, he's traveled the job, and he's also a musician. And I know mm. people think that is so weird, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, people. I'm so I'm sure people, are friends, and especially in show business, I thought that was just kind of. Bizarre, but um, that that's a magical, that's a wonderful thing. And so I can imagine how it would be even more difficult, you know, after uh, starting yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, you know, and, it's, uh, it's, uh, have- it's never easy for anybody, I'm sure. But but you know, the thing the thing about our marriage was that um, you know uh, the marriage was a priority, you know, and and um, our family was a priority, and you know I. I would, always, you know, I would always say we want to have a successful life, not only a successful career. You know, a career is part of your life. It's not your whole life, you know. And, uh, um, you know, too often uh, people, you know, uh, don't prioritize properly, you know. And uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the relationship suffers. So, you know, you have to prioritize your relationship and, uh you know, that's not to say that we got along every day of, of our marriage because we didn't. There were many times where where we fought and and didn't get along and whatever. But you know, what what we discovered is that you know, uh, 
first of all, we had a mantra, and our mantra was divorce is not an option. So, so you know, we that we took that off the table right at the beginning. So regardless of whatever bumping of the heads was going on between us, you know, we knew that, you know, we loved each other and we were going to make this work and we were going to work through it. And, and uh, you know, what we found is, is that as you go through, you know, different things in life and, you know, it, people change and, you know, uh, life is not easy, you know, so it's, it's a lot of personal adjustments going on all the time. And, so, so, but once you get through a bumpy in a road, uh, you know, your life, you know, it smooths out for a while, you know, your love gets deeper. It takes on more meaning and more purpose and, and, uh, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and, uh, you know, I have three beautiful children. I have six grandchildren who are, you know, such, um, beautiful people and, uh, such a reflection of who, uh, my wife was and, and uh, um, uh, you know, so, you know, you do your best and, uh, you, you carry on. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. Yes. The longer you have more, uh, deeper purpose and, and meaning. And I, I yeah. think that's true, especially once you take, if, if you have a lot of respect and you take divorce off the table as an option. And then I also want to mention, yes, you did raise three daughters. Um, you were, yeah. you were outnumbered by the females in the house and I, I, I it's a feeling you did pretty well oh, with man. that. You know, I would sit down at the dinner table, and it would be my wife, my three daughters, my mother, and the housekeeper. This was this was my <laughs> dinner ninety percent of of uh, the time, and uh, um, you know, and I came from a family where I was the eldest of three boys, so I grew up in a pretty uh, male dominated male centric environment. So I was really surprised to become the father of three daughters and, and to, uh, but you know, it was a situation. I, I loved it. Basically I was the king and, and uh, uh, it, it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, I don't know. I can, I can tell they probably have six grandchildren. I didn't know you had six grandchildren. That's, um, yeah. that's a lot of love, Bruce. Going around, yeah, yeah. And yeah, one of yeah. your daughters is a, a, a performer too, or the other two. I know that Johnny Swim. Uh, Johnny is, Swim, yeah. My, well, I, I have uh, my daughter Brooklyn is an actress. She she just uh, she's on a show called Taken, uh, with NBC show uh, called Taken. Uh, she was also on oh, yeah. uh, for many. She also for many years was uh, a regular on a show called My Wife and Kids, uh, uh, which was Damon Wayans. Uh, uh, so she's an actress. My daughter Brooklyn's an actress. Uh, you know, uh, lots of show, lots of lots of stuff. And then there's uh, my daughter Amanda, who's in a group with her husband Abner uh, called Johnny Swim. Okay. And then there's Mimi, who's the mother of four, who has no Mimi. time to write anything to be a mother. <laughs> All right. Mimi has no time for anything else. All right. Yeah. I remember um I got to see Donna in concert in Atlanta and I guess it was probably mm-hmm. around I don't know, maybe around in the late seventies, maybe around seventy nine or mm-hmm. seventy eight. And I remember the song she had for Mimi that she sang. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, beautiful song. Oh, it's just so sweet. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, beautiful. Yeah. What was it like writing with your wife writing songs well um it was 
Donna and I met on March 13th, 1977. And from the moment we met, we started writing songs. And uh, so uh, it was uh, the foundation of our relationship, really, was we started off as two artists getting together to write a song. And uh, so it was something that worked really well, that was really easy, and uh, it was something that we really enjoyed. And uh, so... uh, um, but it, but it was the first thing that we did when we met. You know, we basically started writing songs. Uh, you know, I, we we met at, at a friend's house in Los Angeles, and and uh, I was there with Joe Esposito and Eddie Hokinson, um, my uh, partners in a band I was in called Brooklyn Dreams. And uh, Donna mm-hmm. walked in. Uh, we were, I was sitting there with my guitar, and uh, she just sat down at the table, and we just started writing songs. So, uh, you know, Donna was a super creative mind and, and, uh, uh, a great artist. And, and, um, you know, she was, uh, a bundle of, uh, ingenious ideas. And, and, uh, so, uh, it was always a treat. Whose idea was it to, uh, uh, sing for, for you and for Donna to sing with Brooklyn Dreams? You know, because I can still remember every word of Heaven Knows. Yeah. Um, and it's just beautiful. Uh, I don't, you I know, I don't, I don't know whose idea it was. It was either, it was either you know, Giorgio Moroder or Donna. I, I, I don't know how it, I don't exactly remember how it, you know, uh, happened. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, uh, Donna and the Dreams, you know, we were, we were really close, uh, and we toured together in you know seventy eight and seventy nine, and and so we we were together a lot, and uh, so when when that male vocal was needed for that song, you know, Donna knew that Joe was the perfect voice for it, and uh, you know, so it 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 was done, it happened. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I was, I still love that. It's like, baby, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, I want to play another song from a 21st century world, and then we got more to talk about. And if you're listening live, call in and talk to Bruce Sedano, right here at Madame Carey Salon. He's sitting on a big cushy pillow, waiting to talk to you. The number seven one. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, six four six seven one six nine nine two two. And do you ever have? Is it just me, Bruce, or do other people have? Like you got a CD, you got a brand new CD, and you start listening to it. And the same thing like when you had records and vinyls. You listen to it, and then like you get one favorite song, then you get another favorite song for a while, then you get two more, yeah, and you, yeah. you kind of change your favorite song. Okay, so, so right now, yeah. my two favorites on there, and they'll probably change in a few days, are It Ain't Cool, yeah. and the one I'm about to play now, and it's called Charade. Nice. It's all fair game There ain't nothing sacred You ride the train Don't want to miss it at the station Make every sacrifice There ain't nothing that's too shameless Ain't no cost, what's the price? When 
and everyone goes blameless. That's the sad reality. To the victor goes point. Good and bad as it can be. Twenty first century world. Twenty first century world. That your Instagram is bringing Does it turn you blind To the message that you're sending Put it all out on display You're so desperate for attention But there's so much you give away To the glorious deception That's the sad reality To the victor goes this point Good and bad as it can be 21st century world 21st century world The art of manipulation The silent transformation The mystery Our weaker nature And we aimlessly go on With the charade The working for uh, creating music for films. I know you did some, uh, you did, you co-wrote Closest Thing to Perfect, which is the title track for uh, the John Travolta, Jamie Lee Curtis film, Perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, wow, nobody's brought that yeah. one up in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know I, I don't know where I dig it all up from. I got a long knowledge yeah, I, Go ahead. <laughs> no, at the time, you know, that was a big deal. You know, it was like, uh, um, 
John Travolta was coming off, you know, Saturday Night Fever and Staying Alive, and and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was coming off other some other big movie that she was having, and you know, this was like a, a big, big highlight and it's a big deal, and uh, so we were like really were pumped that we yeah. got the title track, you know, and then uh, the movie comes out and it ends up being like one of the biggest flops ever. You know, but uh, <laughs> so so that song kind of flies under the radar because it's like you know, not not many people uh, became aware of it. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, but uh, uh, that's that was a song I wrote with Michael Lamarty, and there was there was a you know there was a bunch of songs that I did for um, uh, that I wrote for co-wrote for Jermaine with Michael Lamarty and. Um, uh, uh, and uh, closest thing to perfect was one of them. You know, there was a period of time where we were just working with Jermaine a lot and and uh, and the Jacksons. You know, I think uh, there was uh, there was a song right in that time period too that uh, uh, we did for the Jacksons called "The Art of Madness." I mean, I haven't listened to these songs or even thought about these songs in years, but but. Um, I mean, the one that always comes up is is the the Michael Jermaine uh, tell me I'm not dreaming, but the other ones kind mm-hmm. of like fly into the radar. But uh, there was a bunch of other ones. And tell me I'm not dreaming, which you also wrote with Michael O'Marty, and if I'm correct, '85 mm-hmm. uh, yep. was Grammy nominated, best R&B performance by a duo or a group with vocals, and wow. Mm. And you also yeah. uh, know some of the songs. Uh, since you and Donna wrote so much, and uh, although I've got to ask, I wanted to ask you earlier, since you living with the, the see, so many females, the, the da- three daughters, and your wife mm. and your mother, everyone, did it, do you think that that helped you write songs and understand a female perspective and more than one type of female perspective better? Because you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it did. You know. Um... Many of the songs I write, I write from a female point of view, um, and uh, you know, and and I have to say that it's really something that's been uh, throughout my career, even before I knew I knew Donna. I mean, if uh, you know, even songs that I wrote for the Brooklyn Dreams is one song I'm thinking of uh, in particular right now. It's called "Old Fashioned Girl," and uh, so so so. Um, you know, I, I always had. I'm a great respecter of women. I, I love women, and I, and and I don't mean that just in a in a you know a sexual kind of way. I just mean it. I just love women. I respect women. I I love the way women think. Um, I love the um, uh, the integration of mind and emotion, and uh, um, so. Um, you know, I, I, and, and I guess I'm in tune to it and sensitive to it because frequently I write from from a woman's point of view or about a woman's point of view. Yeah, and I think, and I see what you mean by loving women. Yes, but you already let us know just by the way you are and the way you talk and the way you write how you mean that. You mean that in a respectful and a loving way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it shows. You know, I had a. a in my jazz combo, I had a keyboard player once, and all, that's all he had was his daughters. And he said, "I live in a gynecocracy. I'm always wrong." Oh, that's great! <laughs> a gynecocracy. I love that. I'm, I'm incorporating that in my repertoire. A gynecocracy. That's that's really funny. 
<laughs> you know, so many people have covered your songs and, and with great success, like Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, both are starting over. Uh, and you mm-hmm. and uh, Donna recorded Starting Over Again, Starting Over Again together. Um, but I was talking to uh, Cindy De Silva, your manager, about uh-huh. a few weeks ago about when, she, when we were talking about you. And she said, mm-hmm. um, just in case you felt somebody talking about you. And <laughs> I mentioned something about bad girls being, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned bad girls being covered by, uh, you've probably heard this, I know, Jamiroquai and Anastasia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you well, like that well. version? Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, no, I, I like Jamiroquai. Uh, and, uh, you know, I. I don't know where he is. Maybe he's touring Europe or something. I haven't I haven't heard much from him, but I really like the way he did it. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, um, it, it's a it, Bad Girls is um, you know, we wrote that song. It, it was you know clumped into a bunch of other things. We would go into the studio and, and uh, just you know, mic the guitar, set up some vocal mics and. You know, this particular day, Joe Esposito, Eddie Helginson, myself, and Donna were in the studio, and, uh, you know, we would just run a two-track tape player and just jam for hours on end and and, uh, come up with an idea, come up with another idea, and keep moving through it. And Bad Girls just came about in in one of those sessions, uh, you know, and quite honestly, I think I was playing, you know, I was doing a riff off of Who's That Lady, the Isley Brothers song. And, and uh, uh-huh. somehow we landed on we landed on Bad Girls, and you know, and then the tape got put away. We didn't even think about it anymore until the, uh, a second engineer was going through the tapes to uh, uh, he was logging everything in, and and uh, calls and says, you know, he says, you know, there's this one song on there, man. You guys should really look at it. It's called Bad Bad Girls. You know, it's, it's really cool, and you know, we weren't even that aware of it we were like oh really okay because it was like one of a bunch that we were just breezing through uh in that one particular afternoon of writing so um it was it was due to the second engineer that we even uh found it uh, again oh oh no and just think i mean (laughs) you know that's one of those things, like a what if in history, you know, if it, if it yeah, hadn't happened exactly. because exactly. the song was so popular, such a hit, and so beloved, and and like I said, I lo- I, I love Jamiroquai too, and when and when I saw the video of him when he comes out with that that cool that smooth dance he does, you know, comes out sliding across the stage in his yeah. suit and his hat and singing Bad Girls, it's like, Bruh. oh yes, he is he is owning this. He is on Bruce and Donna ought to be proud. He's owning this. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. And then and there was Anastasia up there. I'll be come look up here, I'll be your bad girl. I mean they are just they're just yeah. magnificent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. nice when so uh, somebody you... uh Song. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you. I mean, that's got to be like the ultimate compliment. I would, I would think. I don't know. I'm not a songwriter. When somebody like that does your song, covers your song, and does it so well, and does so well with it, like Jamiroquai or Reba McIntyre or Dolly Parton. Yeah, it's. Uh, and then especially with Dolly and Reba, you're crossing genres too. Yeah, 
yeah, you know, you have no idea. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, people frequently say, well, how do you get a song card now? I'm like, you know, I there's no there's no formula. There's no, you know, most of the time in my life, it's it's been an accident. You know, in 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 the case of Dolly Parton, it was, uh, you know, starting over again was written about the divorce of my parents. My I was, you know, almost 30 years old and my parents were getting divorced. And even as a guy that was of that age, it still affected me emotionally. And, you know, I started writing this song. And, um, you know, uh, right around that time, Donna was going to sing on uh, The Tonight Show. At that time, it was The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And she was going mm-hmm. on to sing whatever her new single was going to be. I think it might have been MacArthur Park. I, I really don't remember. But she was going on to sing her new single. And she said to me before, you know, before she left for the show, she said, you know, I'm going to sing Starting Over Again tonight on the TV show because maybe if I sing that song and your parents hear it, they'll stay together. And I was like, oh, honey, that's so sweet. But, oh. I mean, that's not going to happen. I mean, you know, well, you know, think positive, Bruce. I'm like, well, okay, but beyond that, you, you know, you're going on this show to promote your new single, not to sing, you know, this song that nobody's ever heard. But you, because you hear me singing it in in the guest bedroom, you know, she's like, no, well, I'm going to do it because I'm going to do it. I was like, okay. So she goes on on the Tonight Show, sings Starting Over Again. And the next day, Dolly Parton's people call wanting the song. Whose song is that? Where did that song come from? Can Dolly record the song? So that's how that happened, you know, and... uh, so my my typical response was when people say, <clears throat> "How do you get your song cut?" I said, "I say, have your wife go on the Tonight Show and sing your song, and then maybe uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll well, maybe it that way." Your wife do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Was that her first time on on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? No, she was on. Uh, she was on quite a few times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was watching another one with her recently. I was watching where she's wearing a white dress and these gorgeous mm. white strippy high heels. And you see when she sits down, you know, she's so gorgeous. But she's, you could tell Carson was, I guess it was like he expected. You know, she has such a sense of humor. And she has, it seemed to me from that particular show and that particular interview with Carson, it seemed like she had, has a bit of a, had a bit of a dry sense of humor. You know, some of it was kind of uh, understated. And you had to, you had to get yeah. it like a Dorothy Parker. Well, you know, Donna was a you clown. Know. You know, I mean, the truth be told, Donna Donna was a clown. And, and um, you know, she always thought it was the funniest thing that she would be considered a sex symbol because she was always considered the clown. And, and um, you know, so growing up, you know, you know, she, she, she always said, you know, here I was, I was a scrawny little, you know, uh, black girl. And, and uh, so my way of deferring you know, and, and to ingratiate people was I would try and be funny. So, so funny was always her, you know, way to ingratiate herself with people. And she carried that on her whole life. I mean, if she walked into a room of people, you know, people would be like, oh, Donna Summer's here, you know, and, and you know, you could feel the the room and the, vi- the vibe in the room, you know, and then, you know, she would do something silly and just, you know, break, break the, uh, the, the aura of, you know, of tension, you know, just, uh, and, uh, so 
So Donna was a clown and, uh, you know, wore that hat proudly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when I saw her, she had a comedian open for us. I believe it was June Havoc. And, uh, but even though uh-huh. I was in the balcony, uh, you could still, you know, she made you feel it all over the place. It didn't matter where where your seat was. You just felt You felt yep. the vibe, the energy, and the fun, yep. um, and, and the humor, and yep. everything. Uh yeah. Bruce, I am so grateful that you have been so generous with your time with me tonight and mm-hmm. my listeners. I want to know, since our time is about up, I want to know where, if you can tell people where you're going to be. And just so people know, I'm also going to put everything about your uh, your social media and information on how to get your CD and where you're going to be on my social media. I know you're going to be, right. what, August 1st, you're going to be, which I think is a, is that a, a Tuesday night, August 1st at Hotel Cafe yep. Yep. in yep. Los Angeles. Yep. And how can people yep. find you? Well, they, they find me uh, all the obvious ways, you know, com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, everybody knows how to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Even grandmas know how to do yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Have you ever read the website uh, Elite Daily? It's like an online no. newspaper, very popular. The young said, Greg Dybeck, who was the managing editor, I think one of the founders, he has a book called The Art of Living Other People's Lives. It is very funny stuff. Uh, and he was on, yeah. and one of the things in the book was about his mother starting to. Um, use it and asking questions like, you know, did I break the internet or whatever? And he and his brother are kind of like snickering and laughing at her. Next thing you know, she surpassed him in Twitter followers and talking in lingo that he hasn't even caught up with. And and instead of people saying, oh, aren't you uh, Greg from Elite Daily? They go, oh, are you Marie Dybeck's son? Are you related to her at all? Because she's, you know. (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. People have, uh, you know, they're ruling the world from their, uh, you know, living room couch. So uh, it's quite an right. interesting and time. So, well, thank you Bruce, for your time. No and, kidding. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll see you on the road one of these times. Thank you. Come back, Bruce. You better come to Atlanta. You better come to Asheville. Okay, I'm going to go out okay. with bad girls. Thank Picking you so up all kinds of strangers. Bye bye. Bye bye. You can't score if your pocket's tight. Do you want a good time? You ask yourself who they are, like anybody else, they come from near and far, bad girls, talking about the sad girls, sad, 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 sad girls. Talking about the bad girl. Now it's Friday night and the strip is hot. Sun gone down and they're out to try. Spirits high, legs look hot. Do you wanna get down? You ask yourself.